Welcome to the Nature Photo Guys podcast, where we talk about nature photography from gear to our philosophies and everything in between. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back and relax. You're listening to Joe Dujardin and Chris Gibbs, the Nature Photo Guys. Hey, Chris. How's it going? Good. How are you doing, Joe? Not too bad. Not too bad. I hope you had a good uh, couple of weeks there. I did, and you as well. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's been hot. It's been really it freaking been hot. hot. And I'm not a, a heat kind of guy, so I've been uh, pretty much hibernating. So uh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, prefer like you know. 21 degrees would be perfect for me all the time. Yeah. Well, I was outdoors today, and it reached 32 down the left. Oh Ridge. man, really? It was a cooker. Oh, so um, that's yeah. too hot. Glad to be inside making a podcast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, what are we uh, up to uh, this week? Yeah, well, you know, I, I guess before we get going on our topic today, I, I think it's good that, you know, this is episode, the fourth episode, and uh, I think it's good to give a shout out to everybody. You know, we've had lots of listeners, we've had lots of comments, questions, and, you know, we've been feeling the love, Joe. So uh, al- yeah. already we're getting, uh, you know, we're inspiring people to pull out their cameras and whatnot. So it's kind of nice. It's kind of what we wanted, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, nice to see some comments um, below, um, you know, on Instagram. Um, got quite a bit of views on on our YouTube channel already. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, emails sent in with questions. You know, yeah, it's just it's just been great. I'm really happy with how things are going for uh, our first three episodes. Absolutely, absolutely. And and you know what? The more people listen, and uh, hey, make sure you go on and subscribe to our podcast, everybody. Uh, give us a big yeah. rating; that'd be great. It just helps us continue these podcasts going forward. And yeah, uh, and I. Don't forget, we have a YouTube channel we now do. too. We do. Yeah, that's right. So the Nature of Photo Guys podcast uh, YouTube channel. So uh, we're going to be recording live video uh, from well from episode three on. That's right. So yep. um, yeah. So every two weeks uh, on the Tuesday, you'll uh, see us up there on YouTube. So make sure you hit the big red subscribe button. That'd be great. And like, give us a thumbs up on all our videos. That'd be, uh, that'd be awesome. So again, right the more you guys do that and the more comments and questions, bring them on. We'd love to hear it. We just, uh, just gives us topics and uh, keep, keep going further. Yeah, you betcha. So um, what are we going to talk about this week? The one thing that keeps coming up is the fact that what is the best way to get off auto mode, aperture priority mode, right? Is that the easiest way to go from auto for the beginner? You know, I, I think so, because, I mean, um, you can pretty much do it all in Aperture, right? Yeah. I mean, um, when you think about creating a photo, right, making a photo, um, one of the um, the first things I think about is depth of field, right? right? What's going to be in focus and what's going to be out of focus. And you can control that with Aperture, right? Correct. So yeah. shooting an Aperture priority gives me that option before I said anything else, Right. So I think, you know, going from auto uh, or program mode, uh, you know, and starting an aperture priority is totally going to change the way your photography looks. So is an aperture priority mode, what is really happening here? So it's basically you're able to adjust the aperture, correct? Yeah. So the aperture, um, for those that don't know what it is, it's it's the, the opening in the lens itself. It's not on the camera body, but it's in the lens. 
and it's made up of aperture blades, right? And when you adjust the aperture, okay, so for example, when you adjust the aperture from say, let's say 2.8, which is a very wide or open aperture, okay, the aperture blades are wide open, so it allows a lot of light in. And then you can stop it down or close the aperture. Um, depending on the lens, you know, you can go down to anywhere from f22 to say 32, right? Okay. Right. Yeah. So in this case here, it's kind of opposite of what people would think. Um, the smaller number, the bigger the opening, right? Isn't that funny? That's, the, that's one yeah. thing when I was learning photography that that stumped me for the longest time. You know, wide yeah. open. You think you think should be f22 or f32, but that's right. It's that's not, right. Right. So, you know, and then, yeah, F32 being the smallest opening, right? Yeah. So, so that's what aperture is. It's, you know, it's, it's uh, um, controlling the amount of light coming into the camera via the lens itself. Right. And that, and that also, that also, uh, you know, decides your depth of field in, in, in actual fact as well, I guess. Right. So if you're on F32 right. versus F2.8, that's a big difference. Correct. So if we're going to shoot wide open, like say f2.8, f4, 5.6. So the larger the opening, the shallower the depth of field is going to be. And if you look at, um, I would say the majority of the wildlife photographers out there, including myself and yourself, mm -hmm. we tend to shoot wide open or right. at a large aperture yep. um, to create those um, soft backgrounds, right? Right. So, you know, at F4, let's say I'm shooting, uh, or my, uh, on my Lumix, my Leica 200 2.8, if I'm shooting at 2.8 and I'm focused on the subject, yep. well, my subject's going to be in tack sharp focus, but the background's going to be soft. Right. Just like we talked about last episode, it also depends on what's how far you, your subject is away from a tree or something in the That's background. That's right, to right? the background. And I was actually just going to say, say that too. Yeah, yeah. So, sub, uh, subject to background distance. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. So right off the bat, you know, just knowing that little trick of going into aperture priority, setting your aperture to say F4 or 5.6, okay. because realistically we're talking about longer telephoto lenses, right? We are, yes. Um, yeah. Well, wildlife you know, photography kind of thing. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So realistically, you're probably going to be shooting at either F4 or 5.6, right? right? So yeah. let's say, let's use 5.6 as, as the example here. Okay. You're going to set it to 5.6 and that's going to allow you to get um, that shallow depth of field. Sure. Right? Yeah. So, and some of the lenses like the, the 100s to four, the 100 to 400 have like a variable, you know, aperture, right? So it's basically um, goes from F4 to F5.6 or something like that. That's, that's, that's right. As you hit the but 400, when you zoomed right? out, that's right. So for the majority of the time, you're going to be at 400 anyway. So it'll be stuck at 5.6. Sure. Right. Fair enough. So, yeah. so again, that's, that's aperture, right? And then, yeah. so once you set it into aperture priority, okay. Um, well, here, let me rephrase this. Um, so at two or at 5.6, you're wide open. Yep. Okay. So shallow depth of field. Now, if you start to stop down or close the aperture down to say F16, F22, that sort of thing, yep. then you're going to get more depth of field. You're going to see, you know, the, the entire animal may be in focus, including some of the background, again, depending on how far the subject is to the background. Right. Sure. Yep. Um, but you know, this is um, where you have to differ differentiate with aperture um, depending on the type of nature photography you're doing. Sure. So we're talking wildlife photography right now. Right. Usually shoot wide open. If we're talking landscape photography, 
this is where you may go down to F16, F22, because traditionally with landscape photography, you want everything in focus. Yes, right? yes, absolutely. Front to back, right? You know, from, yeah, exactly. Pretty much from tippy toes out to infinity. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so, um, but with wildlife, it's the opposite. So you can see how aperture works for both genres, right? Sure, yeah. So wildlife, boom, 5.6. Landscape, F16, F22, depending on where you're going to focus, et cetera, right? Okay. So you're, you're on, uh, on, on the extremes of your lens, sure. right? Yeah. So if you're, if you're doing the, um, we'll say, as you call it, the trophy shot, you know, the bear's head, That's right. right? Versus an environmental mm-hmm. shot, the bear is walking with cubs or something with trees in the background. Exactly. You know, you're going to adjust your aperture differently for those shots. Exactly. Right. Yeah, you're going to deal with the, the environmental shot more as a, as a landscape shot. Is it, would that be what you would do? That's right. Okay. That's right. Cause um, you'll be amazed at how shallow the depth of field is um, say on a, uh, like on this, this, um, this, like at this 202.8. Right. Um, wide open. You've got millimeters. Okay. <laughs> of depth of field. Like it's, it's a sliver of focus. So the so, eyes are in know, focus and the nose is not kind of thing. That's right. Yeah. You know, the eyes are in focus and I'm okay with, you know, tack sharp eyes and, and the ears are slightly soft. Maybe the tip of the nose slightly soft if okay. the animal's looking right at you. You know. Yeah. Um, but um, you you have to really nail the expo uh, the, the focus right sure. uh, on the eyes. But like you're suggesting with the the uh, environmental shots, um, you know. Never are the animals walking in a straight line parallel to your <laughs> your camera sensor, right? You know, that's where you start to stop down f eight, f eleven, that kind of stuff. Sure. If the light allows you to do it, right? Yes, okay. exactly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of a just a quick little thing on, on aperture priority. Now, once you set your aperture, you have to consider two other things, okay. and um, the next is your ISO. Okay. Yep. So the sensitivity of light to the sensor, essentially what your film speed back in the, back in the day right. when you shot film, right? Okay. Exactly. And, and so, you know, a good general starting point for me is anywhere between 400 and 800 ISO. Okay. So if I'm shooting at 5.6, set my ISO to 400, say 400 ISO. Then I'm usually going to get some like under normal lighting conditions, right? You know, you're going to be at a pretty decent shutter speed where um, the majority of the time you're going to be able to stop the action. Like, okay. and I don't mean fast action, but I mean, you know, an animal walking or something yes, like that. Not running full lifting. blast. That's right. Exactly. But lifting its head, chewing, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. Okay. You know, maybe one uh, 60th, 150th of a second, one 500th of a second, something like that. Right. Depending on light. Sure. Yeah. Now that's just general all day shooting, but of course, you know, the best times to photograph wildlife are early morning, yeah, late evenings. Of course. So you're, you're probably going to have to bump up your ISO to say like 800 or 1600, maybe even 3200. Okay. Um, to get a fast enough shutter speed to, um, to um, prevent a, a blurry image because okay. that's the third part of the equation, or as we call the exposure triangle. That's right. So we set the aperture at 5.6. We set, the ISO to say uh, 400 and then we let the camera choose the shutter speed, right? Based on the amount of light. That's it. I mean, as simple as it sounds, um, it it is, but it isn't. I mean, you know, you still have to, you can't just set it and shoot and just let let the, you still have to pay attention 
to um, what the camera is doing, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many times I've had my my ISO set to say like um, 400. Yeah. Um, I should have been at 1600. Ooh. Didn't pay attention. I go to take the photo on here, click, click. And it's like, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. I wasn't paying attention to the light, sure, right? You know, yeah. I had a wide open aperture. So I had the most amount of light that can come through. Right. So I couldn't allow more light to come in. But I forgot to bump up my ISO to give me a faster shutter speed. So right? what you're saying, but yeah, what you're saying is exactly that. The shutter speed ended up being, I don't know, a second or something instead of one sixtieth or something like that. That's right. right. Like yeah. a lot of times, you know, it'll drop down to a 15th or a 30th of a second, which is usually too slow sometimes, especially sure. if the animal's moving. Right. And you get that click, click thing. And I'm just like, right away, I know what I did. So yeah. it's just a matter of, you know, changing the ISO very quickly and um, sure. you're off to the races again but it's not a just set it and forget it right, right? you you're have to pay attention playing around with you're it, constantly right? looking at at the um at the, at the settings making sure that your shutter speed doesn't drop to okay um below a certain number right sure so. yeah one thing you one thing you mentioned there was um you're adjusting the iso so so mm -hmm. i guess on some cameras we should let everybody know that when you go into aperture priority mode in some or in most cameras, I guess, unless you change it yourself, the ISO is probably in auto and the shutter speed is in, in auto, right? You're going to actually have to go in and adjust the ISO yourself. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. right? So, yeah, you want to get out of auto ISO for sure. Um, it, it's it's you want to you're trying to take control of the camera, right? Yeah. You're, you're creating, you're making the picture, right? Okay. So yeah. um, you don't want it in auto ISO and it it's all over the place um, because now it's going to be based on um, what the camera decides on with the shutter and, and the, and the ISO, right? So yeah. um, essentially what you want to do is you want to determine two out of the three factors, right? right. So you're going to put it in aperture. You're going to put it on the ISO you want. And then you let the camera take care of the shutter speed. So yes, definitely not auto ISO. Exactly. Yeah. So if you notice the shutter speed is sitting at one fifteenth or whatever, and it's getting dark and, and you, you mm -hmm. need a faster shutter speed, bump the ISO up basically is what you're saying. That's right. Because if you yeah. think about it, w when you're increasing the ISO, you're increasing the sensitivity to light, right? Right. Yep. Like the, the sensitivity of the sensor to light. So it's allowing more light uh, I guess for lack of a better word to be absorbed into the sensor. Right. So sure. if there's more light coming in, then you're going to need a faster shutter speed to balance the exposure. Right. Yep. So um, it, it, honestly guys, it's just something to play around with. Right. Like if you're new to aperture priority, go out and just play with it, experiment and, and see what we're actually talking about right? in all different types of light too. Right. Not, That's right. you know, the, you know, the, right. you know four, three o'clock in the afternoon, bright, sunny day, it's going to mm -hmm. be a lot different for you than a sunrise or sunset scenario during golden hour. Right. So, well, that's, that's right. Yeah. You know, um, you're going to have to, so in that, that, there's a really good example, three in the afternoon, you're photographing wildlife. Uh, maybe it's going in and out of the clouds, whatever it is, yeah. but you're on an opportunity where it's just phenomenal. And it's just like, it doesn't matter what the light is, you know, because yeah. we're ideally we're trying to shoot in those, those, the prime time, but for some reason you've got, you know, a bear on a carcass doing, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. So there are times where, um, you have to adjust the aperture according to that also. So if there's so much light that you can't obviously drop your ISO any lower than 100. Yeah. Okay. 
So take this scenario, your ISO is at 100, your aperture is at 5.6, and your shutter is now blinking at one four thousandth, right? right it's yeah. blinking, it's blinking. What it essentially it's saying, or it's going red, is saying that there's too much, you, there's still too much light. I can't control it, right? right? Yep. So this is where now you go to adjust your aperture and start bringing it down to, you know, like F8 or F11 until you get it stopping. So you've got the exposure within the, the range. So you got uh, a shutter speed that works. But now that now you've affected your depth of field. Yeah, but you're still going to get the picture, sure. right? Yeah, you know what I mean? Enough. So there, there are some limitations, but those are kind of the extremes, right? Yeah, you yeah. Know? In those cases, when there's a when there's a bear or whatever on a carcass, there's, you can't yeah. dip into your, your accessory bag like last week we were talking about and pull out your neutral density filters either, well, right? Exactly. There's not enough time for that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just hang on a second. Yeah. Screw it on. You know, exactly, yeah. Exactly. Drop in the, the holder. Yeah, you know? that's right. Um, no, you're exactly right. So... Now, I know we talked a lot about the wildlife uh, photography here, yeah. but, you know, the same goes with, with uh, landscape stuff, right? Yes. Again, yeah. you know, with landscape photography, you're going to use a really low ISO, right? You're going to use 50 or 100, whatever the lowest your camera is going to allow you to do. Yeah. And you're going to stop down, right? So you're going to use probably one of the smallest apertures, say like F16 or F22, right? Right. Yep. But in this case here, shutter speed doesn't matter because you're going to be shooting it off a tripod. Right. Yeah. Right. Still in aperture so, priority mode though. Still in aperture priority mode. And I shouldn't say the shutter speed doesn't matter. It does, but in a general landscape photo, not really, because it'll get, it'll balance the exposure properly. And depending on the light, it should give you, um, you know, a, a fast enough shutter speed that it'll just um, control everything. Right. Sure. Like uh, yeah. what I'm saying is if it's not a super windy day, I was going to say know, wind that would sort of cause us some issues with grass. If you're, if that's in your foreground or that's something, right. right. Yeah, that's right. But in this case here, you know, it, it, it will balance the exposure and I mean, we can get into ND filters, long exposure, blurring, all yeah. this kind of stuff, but, but we're not, but I just wanted to give you the idea that, um, you know, we've got it on both sides of the spectrum, right? Wide open wildlife stop down, are closed, uh, closed right down for um, landscape photography. Sure, and and you know, hey, if, if it's at nighttime, you want to do a landscape, and you don't have a tripod, and you think, okay, I'm just going to bump the ISO up as far as I can here, just to get this, much, yeah. you know, some light in here. Yeah, you know, we all know that you shouldn't do that because obviously you're going to introduce a lot of grain to the to the image, right? That's right. Yeah, and and that's going to be another topic for one of the podcasts. Absolutely. ISO, yeah. Yeah. right? You know. But yeah, you're, you're right there. You know, you don't want to be, be careful. bumping up the ISO to 6,400, you yeah. know, to try and handhold a landscape shot because you're lazy and you don't <laughs> want to take the tripod out, yeah. right? You know, so bring the tripod with you, people. Really good point. Um, so I, I hope, you know, everybody has a, a good, a better understanding of what Aperture Priority does. But, you know, Aperture does affect, you know, um, different things too, right? You know, let's say, let's go back into the landscape um okay genre for a second you know when you're stopped down to f16 f22 okay yeah you're gonna get those the starburst effect if you're shooting into the sun oh i see what you're right? saying. Yep. so you, you know those cool effects you see where the sun's just peeking over an edge of a mountain or something like this sure. right and there's a rays you know, of light this, coming out of the that's right yeah that's right well what's actually happening there is uh you know the the, the light is actually hitting um the aperture blades where, where they intersect so that's where you get those starburst effects, right? So, so you're not going to get um, that at f2.8. 2, 2. 
No, you won't. Right. And, and so, you know, that's something else to consider when you're doing landscape photos and you're shooting into the sun, right? Um, just a side note, though, mm -hmm. uh, just on the side, when you stop down, okay, when you stop down to the maximum aperture, um, it's not usually a good idea. And it's, it's because of diffraction. Okay. okay. It's the way the light comes in, hits the aperture blades and falls onto the sensor. Okay. Okay. When you, when people think about, oh, F22 or F32, it's going to give me the sharpest image possible. Right. It actually softens the image. Mm, okay. Yeah. And, it's not as and, tack and sharp all, as other images. That's right. It's yeah. not as tack sharp as say F11 or F16. Sure. Um, and that's mainly, and it is because of the fraction. So, you know, if that's something you guys wanted to look up, you know, on, on Google and, and, and see what it's all about. Um, there's a lot of cool, um, you know, little images or, um, you know, little YouTube videos that actually explain it quite well. Sure. But yep. this is where you have to um, learn where to focus. So you don't need that maximum aperture, right? When you learn where right. to focus properly, F11 sometimes is enough. F16 sure. is usually plenty, right? Yep. You know, so I just want to bring that up to, you, um, you know, starburst stopping down. Um, and, um, the fraction, because that all has to do with aperture, right? Sure. So. Yeah. And, and I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, depending on their camera or their lens, you know, it also, you know, it's got, uh, you know, a perfect spot for that camera or for that lens is F8 or F11 or whatever, right? That's right. You know, that's right. right. So. And that's something you usually test or you can find, uh, find these tests online, mm -hmm. but yeah, usually the sweet spot is about F8 on any lens, right? Yeah. You know, as far as tack sharpness goes in the center of the lens. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. So I hope, you know, um, this gives, you know, people a good starting point mm -hmm. um, to get out of auto, right? You know, um, and go out and experiment, right? You know, see how depth of field works. Actually, I, I, I tell this to um, uh, all of my students. It's part of the, a workbook that I have where um, learning aperture and shooting an aperture priority, you know, set up the camera on a tripod, okay? Um, shoot down a fence line. Okay. Mm. Pick, pick a post about a third of the way into the frame, set it at whatever the maximum aperture you have is like say F4. Okay. okay. And then take a photo, go to four or five, take a photo, five, six, take a photo, six, three, see what it's doing. F8, and go all the way down to the maximum aperture. And you'll see how depth of field is um, controlled. Nice. Right. You yeah, know, that's a great gives idea. You, it gives you a good visual of how, um, aperture or depth of field works with the corresponding numbers. I think that'd be great rather than sitting in the middle of the field with the mountains in the distance doing that, they, people would really be able to tell what is happening when they're doing that, when they're making those That's adjustments. Right. That's right. Yeah. You know, you can have fence posts or you can, you know, just go outside and line up a bunch of items, you know, or you can even right. do it inside your house, line up a bunch of water bottles or something exactly. like that. Yep. Pick one and just, and just take a photo, right. You know, that sort of yeah, thing. That's a great idea. But I mean, guys, there's a lot of cool visuals online. If you Google Aperture, um, it'll show you a bunch of um, images that'll show you what 2.8 looks like, what F22 looks like, et cetera, et cetera. So, For sure, yeah. Well, Chris, um, is there anything you want to add? No, I don't think so. I think we, you know, we covered a lot of it. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, not only is this for the beginner, um, you know, you've been doing this for 30 years and as an advanced wildlife photographer, you're still using Aperture Priority, right? Yeah, you bet. Now, um, 
I do and I don't. Okay. <laughs> okay. Depends so, on the situation, um, right? Depends on the situation. Um, there's some tricks of the trade that I'll, I'll share later in, in future episodes, you know, mm-hmm. uh, shooting in manual and that sort of thing. But um, I would say um, aperture priority for the majority of people out there. Absolutely. Perfect. So, That's great. And I still use it. I still use it, you know. There you go. Yeah. Um, and again, like I said, in future episodes, we can expand on using aperture priority, but I don't want to get into other things like exposure comp. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the, that goes hand in hand a, with it. That's its own podcast on its own, right? That's its so. own episode. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up. Yep. Sounds good. Um, it's, uh, I, I think we, we covered a lot there. Just want to mention two guys. Um, I do uh, run workshops. Um, I teach classes. Uh, I do seminars. Um, if you want to see my, uh, see what's coming up, my, my latest workshop is um, a shoot till you drop uh, Waterton photography workshop with uh, Monica Deviate. Uh, this one here is um, September 17th to the 20th. And of course, Waterton Lakes National Park. And uh, because of the COVID thing, uh, we're actually um, um, offering uh, single occupancy. So uh, we don't have to worry about, you know, doubling up into the rooms. So um, that option's on there. Um, along with double occupancy, if you're going to come with a spouse or a friend or somebody you're comfortable with, right? Okay, so that's going to be available. So if you want to look in uh, for more details on that, uh, just go to my website at joedejardin.ca and look under workshops. That's awesome, Joe. And and I have been to Joe's workshops before. They're awesome. So, so make sure you guys take yourself up on that and uh, check it out. Perfect. Thanks a lot, Chris. Thanks for another great episode, everybody. And uh, if you have any questions about Aperture Priority or anything, if anything we've talked about, uh, you let us know, right? Yeah, uh, fire off a message. Uh, leave, um, you know, uh, send us an email, leave a message below, and uh, be sure to check out our YouTube channel. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. Okay, we'll catch you next time. Ciao. You've been listening to the Nature Photo Guys podcast. If you have any questions, contact us at info at thenaturephotoguys.ca or message us on Facebook and Instagram at the Nature Photo Guys Podcast. Make sure you listen to all our new episodes on www.thenaturephotoguys.ca or visit your major podcast providers, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'll catch you next time on the Nature Photo Guys Podcast.